I'm Tom Leonard, and I am sitting in for Catherine Neuer, who generously offered me the opportunity here to host the wide world of uh, esports today. I am the creator and host of the Gamers Change Lives podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about how esports can create jobs anywhere in the world. We've had guests from, from everywhere. We're currently working on season three, which we're calling uh, Esports 101, Building a Business. And today I'm really excited. This is, this is a conversation I've been looking to have anyway. So having it on here is even better. My guest today is Adam Audam. The most amazing thing is he's literally three houses away from me here in Burbank. I mean, in the, in the internet world, that's like living in the same room. So welcome, Adam. Hi, Tom. Thank you for having me. Now, this is going to be good. Can you, can you start at the beginning? I always like to talk to people on the podcast. It's like, how did you get started in gaming and in esports in particular? So gaming, I've always been, uh, I've always had a huge love for gaming just since I was a little kid. Um, my brother and I playing PlayStation growing up, I've always been kind of a diehard PlayStation guy. Um, but eventually I moved up to a PC and kind of started creating a little bit more there, being able to play some higher graphics games and stuff. But um, as far as esports goes, I kind of started in 2019 after the Fortnite World Cup. Um, I was gracious enough to be able to have the opportunity to create games for the Fortnite World Cup in 2019. And after that, just kind of saw the uh, competitive value within Fortnite Creative. So kind of started to dive into that and see what we could create within the space that we can kind of offer to our community and to our players to give them something that wasn't just this one big event, but that they could do year round. So. No, that's great. So what games, what games are, are you playing these days outside of Fortnite? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight recently. Uh, I just had a friend who kind of got back into gaming and he's like, dude, what is this? We've always loved horror stuff. So um, having that game just really been kind of staying up late playing that too. So um, I was playing a game called Roller Champions for a while, which was really cool. It's kind of like a roller derby, um, like goal scoring game. So um, definitely a lot of inspiration kind of coming from those. I, I want to kind of make something like that in Fortnite Creative. So uh, be looking into that over the next year, probably. Have you been playing Vampire Survivors? No, I haven't. No, I definitely would like to check it out, though. No, that's a time sink. So be careful on that one. <laughs> so. Today, I want to talk about a couple of different things, two different things in particular. We're going to talk about maps and how maps are created and what they are as part of the game development process. And then I want to talk about experiences, what esports experiences are and what makes a good esports uh, event. So Adam, you, you've already talked about Fortnite Creative. Can you talk about, can you describe what is Fortnite Creative and what role do you play in it? Yeah. So Fortnite Creative is a sandbox mode within Fortnite that players can go in, they can create their own game. So if you wanted to go make a team death match or capture the flag or, you know, kind of push the limits of creative there's so many different game modes you can make, um, but that kind of allows you to go in and publish these games for other players to play. Um, and it also has a support of creator thing. So there's this whole economy to it where if you can actually get players to play your games, they can start to support the creator. And, um, you know, just seeing this stuff that people make is, <clears throat> it's really interesting. Um, you know, we've created a full scale MOBA in Fortnite Creative. So something kind of like League of Legends or like Paragon or Predecessor now. Um, you know, we've, we've pulled inspiration from other games and you definitely see a lot of 
different creators out there. They, they want to recreate maps from their favorite video games. And, um, you know, there's just, there's a place now with, you know, millions of players that you can just expose this game to them. And all of a sudden you could be having a hundred million plays, you know, and you're kind of part of this ecosystem that's keeping Fortnite alive. So, um, yeah, as creators, there's this whole side of it that I don't think people really realize that you can just go in and kind of take maybe the player base from battle Royale, right? You have all of those players already there in Fortnite, um, which is probably one of the biggest struggles, I guess, in game development is actually getting people to play your game um, and then retaining that. So there's players out there that they find their favorite game. They go back to it day after day after day and spending hours upon hours in there. And you know, it's just really awesome to see that these creators have the platform to, to showcase what they want to create. So how many, how many content creators, how many creators are there? in Fortnite, and then are there just like millions of people creating them or is it there's, kind of like, there's oh, millions yeah millions of people creating and then once you once you put it out there then then really anyone can play it so it, it's like there must be some kind of algorithm like oh people are, are going after this one here so let's let's you know make, present that to more people yeah there's uh so there's a discover tab in fortnite creative or in fortnite so when you go to load up you can either select battle royale or you can select to go in and create your own game or then there's you know all these other creations that people have made um and so there's different categories there's like epic picks which you basically epic games goes oh this is a cool game let's highlight this at the top of the list and then there's other categories you know team deathmatch there's zero builds there's just so many different categories on this list if you actually have a chance to hop into creative you'll see it's it's called the discover page um but yeah that's basically where players can match make in and you kind of start to see this snowball effect of you know oh 100 players checking out your game oh 1000 players are playing your game and you kind of see it start to go up as you're featured so it's definitely a really cool tool that epics provided no, it's part of it's, it's really it's really clever on their part to figure out a way to get user-generated content um, in there as well. When you're talking about maps in particular, I'm, not, I'm, I'm like picturing, you know, you're getting thrown out of the plane and you're headed to the island uh, on Fortnite. So you're, you're actually creating, how much create, how much can you manipulate that map, that landscape that people are going to land on? So they just actually added the Battle Royale Island to creative so you can start making your own battle royale game which potentially could get more plays than the actual fortnite battle royale if enough people you know start to get traction start to like it then um there is that opportunity potentially you know one day for epic to kind of push battle royale off to you know creative team or something like that um so with that then we would have much more capabilities in creating right now the island is kind of locked in creative so you can't add too much to it um but yeah, like every season update, basically that island will update and it'll change and uh, creators can go in. They can kind of customize their pregame lobby and stuff where players would spawn in. They could choose to support the creator and stuff like that. Do creators create multiple worlds there? Do you kind of find that there's a following? If, if someone's creating uh, really interesting um, events for people to go to, do they do multiple events that um, attract an audience? Yeah, I definitely think that it's one of those things with like different creative teams, like they start to either work with charities or they start to work with these big brands and it kind of starts to snowball, you know, another big brand goes, oh, who did, who did that project? And then eventually, 
you know, brands start just coming to these creators and that kind of exposes the whole metaverse idea, right? Where now these creative teams are actually going in and they're creating these different experiences for brands and eventually maybe connecting all of these experiences together. And um, yeah, it, it definitely, there's a lot of potential, you know, when, once you do kind of get a big brand deal or something like that, and you can kind of showcase to these players what you can make, it, it definitely exposes a whole new side of creative. So a brand, I hadn't thought of it before, but let's say a brand, uh, let's say Warner Brothers or Disney or, or someone like that wants to do an activation, wants to do an experience. They can actually work with a creator on uh, Fortnite Creative and create something that's specific for their brand. Yeah, so we've actually partnered with T-Mobile and Cash App um, to create different games for them. So for Cash App, we made a death run or a speed run that players can compete on in an esports type environment. So you could broadcast it on Twitch or on YouTube and kind of put the players in, pit them up against each other and do this different placement. So the map we built for Cash App was five different lanes, and then they're all kind of competing on the same map together. And first person to win would get, you know, the top cash prize. And um, for T-Mobile, we actually built a game that they used inside their stores. So it was something that they were looking to showcase kind of the mobile capabilities of 5G. So we built a game that was being played on these mobile phones and then being displayed actually on screens inside the store. So, um, you know, while parents are going and looking at their, you know, getting their deal set up, kids are over there playing Fortnite in the store and like having a blast on these different games. So there's tons and tons of brand deals. That's just some that we've worked on as creators. Um, but yeah, there's, so many there's if not hundreds already so fortnite so epic is is encouraging this allows for this kind of development and use of their uh, their content yep yeah they're they're pretty supportive of it they're definitely trying to set up the right tools and stuff that we can you know utilize like the support of creator uh, code so for ours it's eos games and we can go in so players can go check out our games they can put our code into the shop and then basically when they buy anything in the item shop, we get 5% of that purchase. So it's, they're not directly paying us. They're still, you know, buying skins or outfits or something that they can utilize in the game across multiple maps and, you know, battle Royale and stuff like that. So when you, when you're creating these, these maps, these experiences out there, what are the kinds of things that you have found from your experience of doing so many of them? It's like, what, what are good things to put into an experience? And what are things to avoid putting into your experience? Um, I think for us, some of the things that we've found is just trying to really kind of promote the game as best as you can. It, it really is kind of tough when you have, you know, brands and stuff that don't necessarily want to promote it on their social media. And, you know, as creators, you go and you put all this work in, you want people to see it. And as the brands, they want people to play it. So there's kind of like this, weird gray area of like you need to push it but i know there's like a lot of legal stuff too with like big brands where they they can't just go post something on their their twitter or you know their instagram so i definitely understand that but yeah that's for us i think if we were to give brands any advice it would be like make sure you're promoting these games if you want to see the player base that you want to see um because there's like epic supported projects which the brands go to epic they say hey we want to do this and then Epic kind of works with creators to, you know, get those games made. And then there's so many of these brand deals going through that sometimes they're the brands are just going directly to the creator and they're saying, hey, we want to make this. And 
Um, you know, Epic's pretty supportive in the fact that we can go and work with our own brands to kind of have these third party deals. But, you know, if you have Epic support on one of these, the chances are getting it played is going to be, you know, way better, way easier. But yeah, um, I definitely think, oh yeah, no, go ahead. No, it just sounds like, it sounds like common sense, but it, it, I, I can understand exactly what you're saying. The, the brand has to promote it because it, I mean, if you, if they're not out there promoting whatever it is that they're, they're, they're creating, it's like, yeah, it's, it, 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 it can die. This, uh, whenever you're working with, uh, with Warner brothers on doing, you know, mortal Kombat tournaments, it's like, you know, we, we just wanted the Warner brothers, social media fire hose, you know, turned on <laughs> us, you know, just for a short period of time. And everyone would have, uh, would have been happy, but, but a lot of brands, um, you know, don't necessarily, uh, uh, understand the space. And is on what in, in these kinds of experiences, what do you think a brand is looking for, for it to be successful? Um, I think just immersing the players into the brand without shoving the brand in their face. Um, you know, it's, it's just getting that exposure that at the end of the day, the brands want, you know, people to see these games. They want people to kind of build that relationship with the brand. Um, and I think Fortnite creative definitely has that, that outlet for, big brands for players to, you know, kind of meet these new brands that they might not have met before um, or brands that they've known for a long time. Just kind of seeing that partnership, it kind of gives a little warm feeling. I've seen, you know, friends that love anime, they're seeing like the Dragon Ball Z, you know, uh, crossovers and the Naruto crossovers. And it's just, it's really awesome. Like you can actually go into Fortnite creative and go watch Dragon Ball Z episodes like on a giant screen in the game. So it just, it's mind blowing what you can do with creative. Is the creative, the creative assets that you're talking about there, do they change over time? So, so if you're, if you're doing, if a brand is doing something this year, can they come back next year and do something and have it be different because of the new tools that are out there? Yeah, I think it, it kind of varies too. It, it, it depends on the goals that the brands have. I know a lot of times they kind of want this long lasting thing, but realistically creating something like that needs to again, have that social media promotion and kind of have, you know, something tied to the brand outside of Fortnite that can keep those players connected when they're not in the game, um, which is definitely hard to do. But I think right now we're kind of seeing like brands that want to get into the space. They kind of want this ever changing, you know, evolving world. And right now, you know, we haven't really built anything for a brand specifically that kind of does that yet. We've talked about it with brands and it's definitely something that they're interested in because for us, it's, we can create a, a single world, right. And that could branch off into three different partnerships and, you know, kind of branch off into even more partnerships from there where, like different food companies that kind of have different, you know, let's say they have three restaurants that are fast food chains, right? They could technically create this experience that goes into three of those uh, kind of subsidiary brands. So there's definitely like crossovers between different brands happening. Like if, if you bring in one, I'm just going to use this as, as an example, but let's just say like the Dragon Ball Z you know, crossover. If they were to actually do another map where it's a crossover between Dragon Ball Z and let's say Naruto, like that would be something kind of cool too, where these these two worlds are colliding within Fortnite Creative. And there's just really so much potential out there. And 
like the assets that we have access to Epic provides. So we can just go in, there's this whole gallery of things to choose from that are from the Battle Royale Island. Some are unique to creative and it just, I could go on and on about what we could do. No, this isn't, no, no, you're obviously excited about this, which is, which is really, really good. We were talking with Luca Tacconi, who uh, works with uh, sponsorship of Red Bull. He's with Red Bull in South Africa. And, and he was just talking about, you know, how, um, you know, that one of the things that he has found in his universe is that more and more people that he's talking to at other brands when they're doing something, he said, more and more often, the person that on the other side of the desk is a gamer. He said, and that's a whole different world than it <laughs> used to be. Do you find in talking to brands, do they understand? Do they understand Fortnite? Do they understand what it is that you're talking about? Or is there kind of a learning curve to go through? Uh, there definitely is a learning curve. I think if if these brands haven't played Fortnite at all, or if you know the people working with the brands haven't played at all, it definitely can be a little difficult to kind of explain, hey, this is what you do. So a lot of the times when we're in meetings, I'm like screen sharing and showing how we bring assets into the world and how we can create certain things and, um, I think it, it just kind of like you get the brands that want a lot and then don't realize like, Oh, that is a lot of work. Like building custom logos in the game right now is just, it's very difficult. You have to go in with primitive pieces like rectangles and circles and try and, you know, make this logo look good. Um, so there's that, like eventually, hopefully we get the ability to like, upload custom models and stuff. I know that there's new tools eventually coming out that I'm excited for hoping this month there's Twitter rumors and stuff lying around. So um, definitely excited for that. We'll kind of have, you know, more capabilities like actually unreal engine. So um, right now it's just showing these brands, like uh, kind of how we create definitely shows them. Okay. It's a little bit more difficult than I thought. It's not just, drag and drop and you know upload this custom model and make it easy um we've actually had some brands that have hired kind of a third-party gaming marketing agency to be that liaison to say hey look we have the experience we've played with fortnite we've we've done all this stuff and then they can kind of be that middleman to say to the brand like oh no no that's that's way too much but that was actually on the brand they brought that in and uh, it was a super resourceful tool so I, I definitely think more brands should kind of try to get these gaming agencies involved and uh, especially if you're trying to go after like a game like roblox right or fortnite creative it's like you want to really hit a team that's marketing in there or creating in there you don't want to necessarily go to a team that's not building in fortnite creative and be like hey how does this work and you know you might not get the best answer that could scare a brand away like there's there's definitely a lot that goes into that. Yeah, because it would be really, really tricky because uh, a lot of times the the brand, it, it, they just don't realize what the capabilities are for this kind of act activation, this kind of experience out there. I mean, they don't have any reference, you know. It's like they, they may not play Fortnite and they may have not, no kids. So that kind of leaves them at a, <laughs> at, a, at a disadvantage there. You also were working directly with Epic on doing some things there. How did that come about that, that you were working with Epic? Um, so I was posting stuff on Reddit and uh, that was kind of the main spot to get Fortnite creative developers attention and uh, ended up getting my creator people, code. People are that. taking notes right now. 
<laughs> take notes. Yeah. If, if you go, if you build something cool, go post it on Reddit and, you know, try and get some people to upvote it. If you know other creators or something in the community, other players kind of send it to them and say, Hey, if you can go, go upvote my thing and eventually kind of start to gain that traction. If you just keep posting on Reddit. And that was where I got my creator code. I think the creator code applications are paused right now. Um, but yeah, that was how I got mine originally. A, a developer saw our game that we made and was like, that's cool here. I like what you guys made. And cause we were kind of pushing the, the boundaries of what could be done in creative at the time. We didn't have classes and stuff to, you know, assign to players. We actually built our own like mechanic with air vents that push players out of the way. So if two players tried to choose the same class, it would throw them back. But that was our very first MOBA we had built and, um, yeah, that, that kind of got us our attention with Epic and uh, that eventually led to, you know, Fortnite World Cup and creating those games for that. So, oh, that's great. That's great. Well, and you kind of touched on there's no classes for this. What kind of background? People that are really successful in creating uh, Fortnite events, Fortnite Creative as an example, what kind of background do people come from? Because a lot of times people think, oh, you have to be a really good gamer. If you're a really good gamer, then you can do anything in esports. It's like, oh, maybe not. So what's a good background for what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen creators from all over that have been, you know, there's doctors and there's, you know, wow. people who work in hospitality and just so many people that do different things. And you might not think, oh, you actually make video games. Like, because for so long, for me, at least, I was looking at game dev going, oh, it's a lot to learn. You know, you have to invest a lot. You need to have a lot of money to invest. And you know, Fortnite creative kind of gave us that outlet to be like, Oh, you can just make your own game and players can play it. We didn't have to worry about setting up, you know, networking and matchmaking and all this stuff. It was all done for us. So definitely huge shout out to Epic for uh, all the hard work that they've been doing on, on that end. It, it's much appreciated by myself and I'm sure a lot of creators out there, whether they realize it or not. <laughs> so are there other, um, is, is Fortnite creative, kind of unique in the industry or are there are there PUBG creative or uh, other types of um, um, online games that have a huge following out there that allow for the same kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, Roblox. I mean, Minecraft is definitely a big one. I've, I've seen a lot of brand deals and stuff in Minecraft, which is, you know, again, huge. It kind of trickles down to creative, you know, since creative was created later, you can see all these inspirations and stuff from Minecraft. You can see creators that were coming from Minecraft into Fortnite creative and kind of using their skills that they've learned over there. There's, you know, Roblox. I know Grand Theft Auto had a, a creative mode, so you can go in and make your own games in there. That has, you know, millions of players still. Um, you know, some of the games in there, it's like there's, I kind of see them being created into Fortnite now. And I'm like, was that actually the creator from grand theft auto coming into Fortnite and kind of creating that you know universe for themselves where it's like they're not just making games in you know Fortnite creative or just roblox or minecraft they're kind of expanding their horizon and linking their experiences together no i, I didn't realize that, uh, that grand theft auto was doing that um as well i mean yeah there's just so much potential there what about mobile so you were saying that you went from console to, uh, to PC. A lot of, in the podcast, we we're always talking to people around the world and everyone's always all mobile. I mean, Africa, it's mobile. Asia, it's mobile. So we've got to you know, make sure that we're talking the right language and not console in, in so many places. 
So the kinds of things that you're able to create in Fortnite, is it, uh, is, does it go out on mobile as easily? It does. So as soon as we publish a game in Fortnite Creative, it goes out to every platform. It's available on basically anywhere that you can play mobile, anywhere on console, uh, PC. Um, I think that's one of the beautiful things about that matchmaking and stuff too that I was talking about, like the cross-play capabilities. Like you could be playing on computer with your friend who's playing on Switch and, you know, it just kind of having that mobility to step out of your room for a second, you know, go get some fresh air instead of sitting at your computer and, um, you know, playing on mobile. I found out that it's actually possible to play on the iPhone. <laughs> um, I was in North Carolina for FNCS and somebody was like, Hey, like, yeah, you could play on Xbox cloud gaming. And I was like, what? So I downloaded that and now I can, I can play on my phone again. But uh, I actually started off, kind of playing uh like the creating on my phone while i was at work i was working over at universal studios and uh, be on my break and i'm like all right let me just hop on here and see what i can do and kind of work on maps that i had started at home so um yeah definitely having that mobile capability to create while you're out is it's beautiful i mean it's like you can access everything within uh within like the Fortnite ecosystem so you can go into creative on switch and actually create on switch or on, you know, your iPhone or Android. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. Is, is, um, Fortnite universal. Is it all over the world? Let's say, cause that's the other thing we were talking about people and, you know, we always have to talk about FIFA. FIFA is the one game that everyone on earth must play. So, uh, is Fortnite, <laughs> uh, around the world is have pretty much a global audience as well, or if not, where, where is it more popular? Uh, it was global, I believe, but I think they shut down their servers in China, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, there's, um, there's all kinds of. Yeah, so okay. they, there's. It was global. It was very, very big. Um, I mean, it's still huge, but just you know, definitely having the player base being cut down from that, I, I think, uh, has probably affected a lot. But um, yeah, well, you know, the, the time has gone really, really fast, and I've got like. 40 other questions because I, I like talking <laughs> about this kind of stuff and we should, we should talk more often than online. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, I think people can get a hold of you with, with the information here so that, you know, if they have questions, certainly on Fortnite, you're going to be the expert on, on that. And so, um, so that, um, that pretty much wraps up our conversation here on the wide world of esports. Sweet. Yeah. If you guys have any other questions or anything, definitely would love to chat more. Um, you know, if any, any other guests or anybody watching too has questions, definitely feel free to reach out. Uh, my DMS are open on Twitter. You can find me there at the odd damn should be down in the little name thing below me there. But yeah, uh, I definitely appreciate you guys having me, Tom. Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo.